Do you remember the song from this? No, I've never seen this before in my life. <gasps> Ten things I hate about you. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> Ten things I hate about you. Am I close? They're exactly right. To your inner child is an idiot. This is the podcast where we look back on things from our childhood and see if they were any good. My name's DJ. My name's Damon. Nice to meet you, Damon. <laughs> I sounded really chipper. Yeah, there. you did. Let's, Thank you. So you've never seen this movie? Oh, yeah, 10 Things I Hate About You? No. Okay, so you have nothing to say about this. Um, not only did I see this when it came out, but I have seen this recently. Hmm. So I don't want to spoil you. But okay. it's a teen comedy. <laughs> so this no, has, no, I like to go in fresh. Please has, don't tell me anything. This has Heath Ledger at, the, at arguably his Heathiest. I thought this was the first introduction to Heath. No, yeah. wouldn't you say? Oftentimes? Oh, so so it's sort of like radio radiation. Like it, he loses Heathiness as as well, he's this, exposed to the elements. This movie he has and a then, carbon life, like a Heath life <laughs> exactly, of fifty years. Exactly. Well, actually, less than that. Oh, no. sorry. Nope. Sorry. Nope. 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 Uh, this movie likes kind of set the president of, of like what he was going to be like a, you know, a teen movie, like heartthrob guy. Mm-hmm. And it took him a while to sort of be like, I, I mean, what really wasn't until dark night, like, and that was it. I remember because people, like, people were furious. When yeah. He when he was cast, it was like ridiculous. And then he did uh, an amazing job. And then, and everyone apologized. Then he, and they never did that again. They never got angry about casting again. Yeah, and it was they pretty much over. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice when you just see a a before and after in society. Mm-hmm. You know, people learn from their mistakes, and they're like, "We have to stop being so toxic, comma fans." And they were like, "Hey, this is the internet. We can't get mad on the internet. What did the internet? My ever name's do to us? out there. Yeah." Does the name Monkey Shine 69 mean <laughs> nothing anymore? So we got Julia Stiles. Yeah. We got... Uh, now, is she at her stylesiest? This is... Uh, I mean, this is not like... What's what's the one, the Save the Last Dance that was... Uh, she had two Saves the Last Dance. She had yeah. Save the Last Dance and Oh. I don't know if this was her... This was certainly not her first movie, but this was make, maybe the beginning of Peak Styles. Sure. Who's their dad? I'll just be right here. You're gonna you're gonna recognize him. I'll shout out I his name. I'm only thinking of Kevin Pollock because we just watched. She's all that. If he's in this movie, I swear to God, he's not. He's not. It's <laughs> um. It's a uh, a guy whose name you'd know, but that I don't. Uh, what can I say? Yeah. Um, do we have uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in this? Yes, do maybe Jogolev. Do we also have Thomas Ian Nicholas, the first <gasps> crossover between the two? Is that true? Is that true? I don't know. I feel like it's true. Because I, especially in their early careers, I confused them together. And now, and this was the first time where they were together. They got... Um, in a movie, I feel like. Who's the guy from uh, Santa Claus that we watched a couple movies in a row that he was in? Does Santa Claus? Yeah. Tim Allen? No, the uh, the head elf Bernard. Oh, oh, uh, David Crumholtz. He. We got. <laughs> we got. A, we we were. 
Return to Crumholtz. Ah, oh, finally. That's yeah. my favorite uh, Broadway hit this year, yeah. Return to Crumholtz. It's about a family um, dealing with the coming out of their daughter. Do you have any memories <laughs> it's of... It's not funny as much as a statement. <laughs> it's not as funny as it is a declarative sentence about things that don't exist. <laughs> you just made up a movie. Good for you. I guess that's a form of comedy. <laughs> Do you have any memories like surrounding this movie? Like I remember, well, or? I was deep in the closet at the time. Sure. Uh, so Ledger so, did not even register. So Ledger not was, even could little, not, not, not even a no, little tickle. Not all. even a little tickle. My balls were like, get out of here. Uh, <laughs> that spike in the audio is where my balls were yelling. Um <laughs> So I think I was in the period where I would just resent the attractive men and I yeah. didn't know why. Whereas now I resent them and I do know why. <laughs> um, How things have changed. <laughs> uh, I, am, I am the symbol of mental health. <laughs> uh, so I did resent him and I think I remember also like doesn't he have like jet black hair in this movie or yes. really dark hair in this mm-hmm. movie? Yeah. Um, He's a bad boy. Yeah. But I'm sure, like, watching it now, much like Titanic, where I'm like, ah, oh, God, young Damon, you're an idiot. Yeah. He's so attractive. Um, yeah, I'll say your adult balls will be speaking out. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get in here, they'll say, which is an odd <laughs> thing for balls to say. Um, they still have some things to work out. You know, sometimes you say things in the heat of the moment. You didn't mean it. Uh, what was I going to say? This is Taming of the Shrew, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Julia Stiles is the shrew for a modern era. I guess seems so. like an odd thing to say. Uh, I do. I mean, not to give anything away because I have watched this recently. She, does gal- she, don't tell me if she gets tamed. Don't tell me. For Valentine's Day, we watch this movie. Oh, that's nice. Yes, the selection of you the go gals. to Valentine's Day. Well, it was you're here. just sort of there. It was at the house, so mm-hmm. I was here. It's not so much that she's unattractive in that Whoa. she has a bad. Attitude. Well, that's the shrew part. Is that okay? The shrew is always attractive. She's just mean. Oh, okay. I am not. You know, have you, you been might, calling ugly women shrews this whole time? You may think that I'm super familiar with Shakespeare by I'm just the way just that looking I carry at myself. You. Yeah, and my shelf full of uh, Shakespearean tomes. and Shakespeare's tomes. I like that they're all leather bound and musty. Yes, I just like it for the smell. I don't <laughs> read them. I have read Shakespeare in school. Don't remember any of it. I've I know never the, read Taming of the Shrew. I know the general beats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Lottie Dodge. Which I think is the, the main... general beats. That's the main thrust of most Shakespeare. <laughs> He's not so much concerned whether you're reading the language and the way he says things. It's just the basic outline of the plot is what he's after. Well, you know what Shakespeare always said? Theater's like jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Squeep a top. <laughs> Deep, a deep. Di- it was iambic pentameter, so fill in the blanks. The last two lines rhyme, but otherwise, it's every other line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what we call a couplet. Yeah. Uh, speaking of couplets, we're going to go watch uh, Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger get together in Taming of the Shrew. Nope. That's not the name no. of it. What's it called? Ten Things, Ten I, things hate I Hate About You. They do. Spoiler alert. Eventually, you're going to get a list. Ooh, that's nice. I love lists. Yeah. We're going to go watch that movie. Join us. Watch with us. We'll be right back. Yeah. 
you hear the sound there of the adjusting of Damon's microphone stand? That's the kind of quality content <laughs> you can get if you become a patron of our podcast, patreon.com slash Reiner Child is an idiot. What else can they get, Damon? Uh, shuffling of papers. <laughs> uh, maybe just like a, sort of like a re-wetting my mouth at times. <laughs> you can hear the dry corners of our <laughs> our lips. And our, our aging frames can no longer take the 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 travail of slightly bending over to pick up notes <laughs> or, or adjust shoes. So you'll hear lots of grunting. Um, that's just the, just a sampling, a small sampling of the kind of things you can receive. Patreon.com slash your inner child's an idiot. Just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. I think I'm supposed to associate, you know, if through memory, either that song. I mean, that's the you know the climax of the movie uh, with this movie. But honestly, I just associate that song with Drop Dead Gorgeous when she dances with Jesus. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, and also Jersey Boys. <laughs> Also, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons, in a quite literal sense. And Letters to Cleo, for some reason. Why not? <laughs> Throw them in there. This movie sure did. Wow. Why did I say it so accusatorily? So mad. Like it framed them for murder. Damon. Oh. For two reasons. <laughs> One, you hate it. Second reason, I'm terrible at it. Please, you, recap this movie. Thank Ten you. Ten Things I Hate About You by Gil Jobert. Well, who's the director? <laughs> his name? Gil uh, Jacquard. I don't know. No one knows. Younger? Jill, Gil Younger. Yeah. But with a J. I, that is what I said. <laughs> sorry, sorry to have corrected you mm-hmm. because there was no need. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for asking. Um, so, uh, Robin from Batman and the cult leader, Andrew Keegan, both have a crush on Alex Mack from Nickelodeon. And, uh, but she was Alex Mack. Okay. I don't think I ever actually saw that show. Alex Mack, her dad is the pointy haired boss from the Dilbert cartoon or the doorman from that one episode of Seinfeld. Yes. So he has a rule that Alex Mack can't date unless save the last dance dates. Her older sister dates first problem is save the last dance is just, you know, she's just, I don't want to say a bitch. This movie would definitely say a bitch and did. Um, but, you know, you know that thing that bitches do where they like have their own opinions? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like her thing is like they, being like, a total bitch and they, like, like read. Yeah, they read, you have know, interests. Want to have a diverse reading list <laughs> in their English class? You know, bitchy things. Um, so the uh, Robin and. Um, the cult leader, they decide they come up with a scheme. Well, I guess Robin really comes up with the scheme with um, the elf from the Santa Claus Mm -hmm. that uh, they're going to find someone to date Save the Last Dance so that then Jay Gord Lev can date Alex Mack. Mm -hmm. And the cult leader, he has a good bank account, so they sort of trick him into thinking that he would get to date Alex Mack Mm -hmm. if he funded hiring the Joker to date Save the Last Dance. Yeah. So the Jared Joker. <laughs> no, not that one. Oh, okay. Um, Jack Nichols. No, not that one. Uh, 
Cesar, what's C- his name? Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero. <laughs> no, uh, the other one. Uh, oh, uh, um, um, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, yeah. <laughs> um, where was I? Oh, the first scene. Um, <laughs> no, you were well into it. He's, they found so, someone so to So the tame. Joker is kind of, as you'd expect from the Joker, is kind of a loose cannon, I guess. He's kind of a badass. He goes to biker bars despite not being 18, let alone 21. He smokes, he drinks beer, um, he lights his cigarettes off of Bunsen burners. Mm. Anyway, so he decides for the money that he'll do it. Blah, 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 blah. He he almost does it. And, you know, they go to this big party that is being thrown at some uh, future MBA's house. and Golfy uh, Bogerson. Right. Golfy McBogerson. Mm-hmm. Save the Last Dance starts Save the Last Dancing because she got drunk. She starts Save the Last Dancing on top of a table, mm. almost concusses herself on a chandelier. Mm-hmm. And so the Joker takes her outside um, to, you know, not fall asleep somewhere. Alex Mack realizes that the cult leader is kind of a dick and she realizes that she should have been with Robin the whole time mm. uh, because he's a nice guy. Save the Last Dance tries to kiss the Joker, but the Joker doesn't want to do it because she's drunk. She gets actually very upset about this, and she uh, re-shrews herself. She had unshrewed, <laughs> she re-shrews, uh, but he wins her back by humiliating himself by singing You're Just Too Good be- to Be True by Frankie Valli and the Four Stevens. Seasons. The Four Stevens. <laughs> you got the title it's wrong? It's like Gladys Knight and the Pips and Frankie Valli and the Four Stevens. Technically, one was Stefan, but still. <laughs> it's like Tony, Tony, Tony. It's like one of them was. They're all like spelled yeah, different. Yeah, one of them was Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> one's a PH, one's a V, one's technically Stefan. Um, and one's a Stefano, I guess. <laughs> anyway, he sings that song. She's won over. Um, Jay Gord Lev, I mean, Robin, he's getting it on with Alex Mack. Mm. Prom comes along, the climax to any good teen movie. Mm. Uh, Julia Stiles realizes that the Joker was scamming her all along. Uh, the cult leader tries to fight George, uh, the Robin. Jason. The cult leader tries to fight Robin, um, but Alex Mack kicks him in the nuts first, punches him in the nose that as well. Alex Mack smack. Smack down. Alex mm. smack down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, Heath Ledger apologizes, the Joker, sorry, the Joker apologizes, save the last dance, forgives him. And, you know, they all make out. Yeah. And letters to Cleo is on top of a roof. Yeah. Just playing away. Did I do it? Yeah, basically. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. That was, uh, you think that was confusing. Wait till you hear our recap of the actual Taming of the Shrew. <laughs> I read it just to see, oh, let's see how close this does. The first act stays pretty close, but then, you know, things go There's awry. a lot more. There's a lot of costumes. Yeah, a lot of people in disguise. People as other people as, you know, switch to uh, men playing women, women playing men, whatever. And uh, there's another father involved somewhere. It's uh, real confusing, according to So the- you're saying we could have had two Larry Millers. If only. Oh, if only we begin this movie with some fucking BNL. So I'm like, I'm on board. Yeah. It's been 10 or 15 years <laughs> since I've listened to this band. And I think probably in one of the most realistic, uh, 
scenes in the movie, you see four women listening to uh, Bare Naked Ladies in a car. Cute young girls. Cute young girls listening yeah. to Bare Naked Ladies. I think you and I can attest that that was always the case. That was the case. You were always the only man yeah. at the Bare Naked oh, Ladies yeah. concert. big time. <laughs> uh, probably a surprise to exactly zero people who've listened to this podcast. Huge BNL fan. <laughs> This guy right here. I went through a BNL phase. I don't know yeah. why. No, I, I, I still, I don't really listen to them regularly, but I still have a warm uh, appreciation of BNL. I think we That's can all the agree their best, in case their best song know. is the Big Bang Theory theme song. You know, I always forget that they do that because I just I just will that out of my own existence. I don't because Tyler went through a weird uh, Big Bang phase where he would just sort of have it on as like white noise when he got home from work. And I was like, I know those voices at the beginning. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, BNL, how you've stooped so low. After Stephen Page left, it really wasn't the same. Yeah. Coke. Well, you can't be doing children's albums at the same time as one of your uh, (laughs) uh, members is getting arrested for coke possession. (laughs) Generally frowned upon. DJ. This is the... How do you like this movie? Oh, let's not go. Let's not jump to the verdict. Oh, sorry. That's not what I meant. What I meant was, when did you realize that Heath Ledger was so ugly? Oh, I mean, the second he came on screen. You're like, oh, who let this guy on? He's probably just an extra who got too close to the camera, you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way. And then he started him. talking, and you're like, oh. Well, they gave him a line, just out of pity. He's probably comic relief. Yeah. They do address, they do have this scene in the movie that someone refers to Heath Ledger as ugly, which is on its face, in a very literal way, farcical, <laughs> that anyone would say that. Like, stop it, movies. We're not idiots. Although Andrew Keegan is very attractive. So let's get into that. What's the cult thing? I know vaguely, but he was like a cult leader? He Look, still is? You know, people use terms, just sort of throw words around. We're just a group of like-minded individuals who are mostly women and all having sex with Andrew Keegan somewhere in the California countryside. Really? Yeah. Can I, can I look this up real quick? Please. It's not that I don't believe you. I, I welcome want, it. I want more details. Full circle, a community spiritual center. Mm-hmm. Non-denominational spiritual community center where people of all beliefs and Call. backgrounds come together to meditate, practice, and engage artistically. Call. The actual theology of the group is tough to pin down, but it seems to loosely follow Hinduism, or at least Russell Brand's Sanskrit tattoo version of it. Who said that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's a good dig, but I mean, you can't just use that as a fact on Wikipedia. The organization. This is Wikipedia. We have some its standards. doors in 2017. Oh. Oh, you hate to hear that. I don't think it's uh I mean, it's a cult, but I don't think it's like... It's not Scientology. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Or, I mean, it's not like, you know, they're trapped. They're of just course like not. a of bunch of weirdos. Of course not. Anyone can leave anytime they want. Just get over these spikes I put in your way. But not you and not now. Fuck you. Uh, uh, what's you the what? uh, What's the fake crush? You had a fake crush on... Was it on Keegan? Larissa Olnek. Okay. I had a fake crush on her. I was very uh, pretend to be attracted to her. Um, despite the fact that I made literally no effort to try and back it up. I didn't watch Alex Mack. <laughs> I didn't see this movie until today. Like, I made literally no effort to so make like, it seem I like... I have a crush on her. No follow-up <laughs> questions, please. 
And they're like, oh yeah, what uh, what's uh, your favorite episode of Alex Mack? Uh, I'm sorry, I uh, you're we're breaking up. I can't hear you anymore. Sorry. To be fair, you don't really to have a crush. You don't really need to like be obsessed. Like I didn't cut out any pictures either. I always I liked, made no effort. Uh, I always thought Shirley Manson from Garbage was cute, but I don't really listen to sure. Garbage. Never really did. But that's not a crush. That's just like I am attracted to that woman over okay. there. Over right. there. Over there. Where's the where does the crush line take place? That's where? when you like there's you know a minor obsession. Uh, you know you okay. why, usually I feel like if they were a celebrity you would partake in their work. Okay. I did not do that, but still claim like oh yeah, Larissa Olmec. Huge crush. <laughs> Big time love that Marissa Olkek. You guys watching that? <laughs> that show she's on. I think it's on twenty seven. <laughs> I don't know. Really into that Britney Spears. <laughs> talking about Britney Spears? She has names. <laughs> you can just say her name. Britney Spears. Larry Miller uh, plays the, the father of uh, Bianca and the cat in this movie. And uh, he gets probably at least most of the laughs in this movie that for me, at least. Uh, Which is similar to the to uh, She's All That, where the father character, a different char- kind of character, but... They used the that character as a as comic relief. Mm-hmm. They uh, really did follow the template of the movie that was being filmed at the same time as this. I think, uh, but <laughs> no, yeah, I'm see, just it, saying no, it. I wasn't, that was <laughs> my crazy thing. I wasn't making fun of how you were saying it. Uh, but yeah, he is. I like Larry Miller. He has a very uh, deadpan sense of humor. He played. Yeah. He, I mean, it is uh, a very. Um, Plot heavy story, especially he's in the beginning. He's spurring the whole plot, plot right. basically. And, but he does a good job of because he's an obstetrician, and yeah. so he doesn't want his girls to get pregnant. In fact, there is a pretty funny scene where he makes Larissa Olnick wear a fake and pregnancy belly yeah. to sort of shame her before she goes out. Uh, so he he sort of makes this somewhat unbelievable plot a little bit more believable. Yeah. You kind of see his motivations, even though he's he's also like. Especially, obviously, at the end of the movie, they do date, but he's like... He dates his two daughters. Yes. And like like you would a milk carton, just like <laughs> used by... Yes, he put two 18th. best by dates yeah. on his daughters. Not in a sick way. Come on, guys. <laughs> this is a dumb thing. <laughs> Tell me, we've got... Allison Janney in this movie, and she plays... Not Miss- enough, I would say. I agree. She should be in every single scene. <laughs> you did say while we were watching, she should be in every movie, and I feel like Hollywood has taken the lead, and she is kind of in every movie. I feel like she's in more movies than she's not in. <laughs> but yeah, she, she. I thought she was going to be a bigger thing, because yeah, she's they set in, her up. She's, she's like the very the first beginning. act, like twice like in quick succession i'm like oh we're gonna get some sweet janny moments yeah and she sort of disappears after that i'm wondering if there was there was some sort of because in the really stupid outtakes there's uh the the director is like caught i think the director like played a different teacher that also was cut out and the scenes were cut out and so i wonder if there was like a c plot or something that they cut the whole thing uh i think i mean if we have to really recount the plots of this movie that would have counted as like a d or maybe e plot but like what was her like i i think she's funny i think she's great her scenes are good i'm not 100 percent sure when you look at it you're like what was that about 
Like, right. They sort of set her up. A- she's the prince or the guidance counselor. Yeah. She obviously, she, every time a kid visits her, which is Joseph Gordon-Levitt and then later yeah. Julia Stiles, she's working on a very steamy romance novel. Yes. And that is a fun little element for a character, but yeah. like it doesn't, because she sort of disappears in the movie, it doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, I'm is that like... I it's like, you could have cut that out and been fine, because she as a character doesn't really, like, that doesn't develop into something else. Yeah, I think they just, like, I, I don't know if the, there's a little bit of exposition kind of explaining that Kat's character, Julia Stiles' character, you know, is a is a, a troublemaker or whatever, is like not being nice enough to people or something. Mm-hmm. And people find her to be a heinous bitch, according to this movie. And so I guess it does serve. Isn't that it, what Allison Janney calls her? Yes. A heinous bitch? Yeah. And then also, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I, I, I see now. And then also, I guess it no, does. No, but. <laughs> it does set up. I, it, it seems, I guess the only purpose is it kind of sets up our characters, but then it just sort of scoots her out of the way. Scoot, scoot, scoot. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. That's all I'm saying. It is. A, I mean, I do get the feeling. For, I mean, we, we have that those uh, outtakes. Just in case you weren't sure what year this movie came out it wanted to be like 1999 exactly we have an outtakes reel so is that uh, it's like a home improvement episode or toy story <laughs> one outtakes um but there's also uh julia styles has a best friend in the movie who like leaves for long expanses of time yeah. and at and, and she gets sort of a a plot point in the final She gets Crumholtz. She gets Crumholtz. But I think I exclaimed at one point, I'm like, I'm sorry, Julia Stiles' friend, you don't get to garner a, uh, your own little storyline. This has not been set up at all. Other you than can't you just exist. disappear for 20 minutes and then <laughs> pop back in like, where's my screen time? That's not how this works. I didn't even know you had a name. <laughs> but she apparently is super into William Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, and David Crumholtz apparently is very attracted to her despite never really signaling that until about two-thirds of the way through the movie yeah and uh he sort of invites her to prom in the guise of william shakespeare he's mm-hmm. going to go dressed as william shakespeare and uh they meet at prom and they're both dressed in like ren fair outfits and they're into it she got crumholtzed she got crumholtzed yeah i think if there's one lesson we can take from this movie <laughs> it's that let crumholtz be crumholtz You've always said that, Uh huh. usually out of nowhere and to no one in particular. <laughs> um, he does. Uh, he is. I love David Crumholtz. You love David Crumholtz. Yeah. The American people love David Crumholtz. Um, but he, <laughs> he, has, he is introduced. He's the guy who's sort of showing Joe Jay Gordlev yeah. around. Mm-hmm. And um, the accepted nickname is Joe Golev. Joe Golev? Is that Joe what I'm Golev. supposed to say? Yes. What or have I been saying? Robin. <laughs> <laughs> or Robin, or whatever his name was on Third Rock from the Sun. Tommy, I want to say. Lithgowson. Um, <laughs> Come on. Of John. Come on, that's funny. He has a, like a lot of pratfalls, especially in the first one. He has a motorcycle accident where he literally like yeah. drives his little. It's not even a motorcycle; like it's a like moped. an elect. Yeah, a moped. Uh, he drives it off a cliff, what looks like a cliff, yeah. uh, and like tumbles and falls. And there's all these sort of wacky like 
uh, obviously recorded later little bits where he's like, oh, my papers, oh, my books. <laughs> and it's a very odd moment. It just, I mean, I guess it goes back to that feeling of a lot of shit got cut out of this movie. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of flab. It's like they just started like reworking it while they were in the editing room. But he falls a lot. And that was a moment that it took up like minutes while we're still establishing these characters. And it was just an odd moment. Yeah. It's it's kind of out of it's it's not out of nowhere, but it just seems like I guess if you found it more funny, you'd be like, got to keep that. But I, I didn't find it that funny. So it was just kind of like, what's going on? What are we doing? <laughs> Is he OK? That's yeah. mostly what I was <laughs> yeah. thinking. Yeah. Are we in a universe where this is cool that this yeah. can fa- happen? Is he going to fall off a is canyon? There, is there an anvil and just like involved? just a little puff of smoke at the bottom of the canyon floor? I can't say anything. Hey, how about those cowboy click? Remember the cowboy clicking co- in uh, high school? <laughs> yeah, always like lassoing stuff. Yeah, that's well, what I always loved because we had a lot of cowboys in my high school, mm-hmm. and they were always had lariats, Rope and they were and just dokies. you know. Seattle Cowboys. Had, had that's donkeys. why that's why the football team is called the Seattle Cowboys. And they always had like their best friends who were like dressed as clowns and they were in barrels. Yeah. And it's like cowboys, we get it. You're super cowboys. And they'd like fit as many of them as they could in <laughs> one vehicle. And it was like, guys, we get it. Uh, You're super popular. And when they had sex with you, they would only do it for eight seconds. Right. But sometimes they'd fall off in like two or three. But they'd want you to like buck. Them. I'd still have to keep bucking. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking motions. Uh, the, I guess that one was weird because I was hoping that it would, after that, it would keep getting her into sillier and sillier clicks. I mean, of course, David Krumholtz is showing Joseph Gordon Levitt around and introducing all the clicks, and they're all reasonable clicks except this weird cowboy click. Yeah, it's very confusing. And after that, after the cowboys, I'm like, oh, we're going to get into some crazy clicks now. And he's like, and here's the future MBAs. And they're just like preppy guys. I'm like, okay, I guess you really think that cowboys are a click in high schools. Yeah, it would it would have been more interesting, I guess, if there were others, but it was just just the one. Do you also have trouble like identifying, at least in the first few scenes, like what's Heath Ledger's deal? Yeah, like was he supposed to be a punk? Because he hangs out with a punk. Yeah, but he's not punkish. He's like an underwear model in the high school. He just like the vibe that he's, he puts off to me and kind of fit how they were like telling these stories is like there are always these kids that like like are like 20 but they're still in <laughs> high school. Like they're just like either they got held back or they mm-hmm. transferred or they're what, Australian. Yeah, for whatever reason or in this case he did. He like skipped a year mm-hmm. or 6 months or something to go uh take care of his grandpa. And so he was kind of he had been gone and I don't know, whatever. But like that was the vibe I got. Is that like he's like everybody's kind of scared of him. But he doesn't seem that intimidating. He just doesn't he seemed like to not care about like his friend seems intimidating, maybe, because he's got like a mohawk and he's like all You were scared out. of the skinny punk who I would be scared of the skinny punk. Okay. I was a little Christian boy. What do you want from me? Well, I don't know why you're you're scared of that guy, but you're not scared of Heath Ledger. Why would I be scared of Heath Ledger? Because he wears a tight, long sleeve t shirts. Yeah, <laughs> this was the nineties. That was that was suspect. That was in the dangerous. 90s. Yeah, we only had. Well, there's also like he he's big flappy clothes. That's, <laughs> that's all we true. had. Um, I mean, at one point we learned that there's a rumor that he ate a live duck. 
that he uh, was in porn for some amount of time. And I guess I was having trouble just like, what is he like if you want me to cart in stereotypes, like all the other main characters are fit into a stereotype. And I was just I just had trouble. I'm like, what am I supposed to be feeling towards him? He doesn't seem like a scary guy. He doesn't seem like a particularly interesting guy. He just seems like a beautiful man <laughs> that's in your science class. You don't want to talk to him about, you want to go up and just find out what his deal is? I mean, I not? wouldn't talk to anyone. Let's not, let's not like make teenage Damon do things he would never do. <laughs> I'm not talking to anyone. I'm keeping my head low and trying to get through this. <laughs> it gets moderately better. <laughs> uh is there a more late 90s soundtrack than this movie? I don't know if I've ever... This was like a deep... I feel like this... I mean, I uh, She's All That had a lot of songs that I recognized, and this one did not have as many songs that I recognized. It was like... It was yeah, like, it was like deeper into the time of the year. But they had they had BNL, they had some Sister Hazel, they had a guest... Like, they laid into the Letters to Cleo. Yeah. Three times... Letters to Cleo. Well, they're in appears. it. They're in the in and the save movie. Ferris are in the in the movie save as Fer- well. See the save Ferris portion, which granted was even more of a obscure uh, late nineties uh-huh. band to have in your movie, but they also that was more of a normal band cameo where they just appeared during the dance. It's usually during they're the dance. They're not even kind of, named, are they? They're not named. They just do a thing. And, and if you're a fan, you're like, hey, I know them. They make a mild. Uh, but are letters to Cleo named in the movie? They make they participate mildly in the plot, but then they just move on. But letters to Cleo, they don't name check them, no. But they they are like super in this movie. They're right. in the concert scene where save the last dance is save the last dancing to them, and then they're in the dance. They they they're playing with save Ferris in the dance, mm-hmm. which you don't you don't ever mix. That is the damn Yankees of late 90s bands. (laughs) That's a good way. Beer before liquor, never been sicker. It's the same thing with Save Ferris and Letters to Cleo. You don't put those two things. But which one do I do first to make sure I don't get sick? Save Ferris. Okay. I just want to know. We just didn't do that. Problem is, you don't have a rhyme for yours so that I can keep track. (laughs) Letters to Cleo before Save Ferris. Most medical knowledge comes with a rhyme. You better forget Paris. Oh, I love Forget Paris. Did you? <laughs> I was, I was of, young. That's one of the two movies I've ever walked out of. Oh, really? <laughs> the other was Snow Falling on Cedars. Oh, I never saw that. I walked out of it before I went even into the theater. <laughs> but Letters to Cleo also is on the rooftop at the end mm-hmm. being shot with a helicopter shot. Not being shot with a helicopter. <laughs> being shot on the camera attached to the helicopter. It's just like they were like, listen, Letters? We've got you for the fucking day. Is it letters? Cleo. Listen, Cleo. I'll, can I call you Cleo? No one's name is Cleo in the band. <laughs> We're writing. They're the one writing the letters to Cleo. Right. You're right. Yeah. To my ex-stepsister, Cleo. Hello, Cleo, if you're listening. Um, Wait, you actually knew someone named Cleo? My ex-stepsister. Did she get a lot of mail? <laughs> I don't remember. This would have been before this band. so <laughs> well, may, well, of course it would be. That's when they got their name. They were like, wait, stop writing for a minute. I've got a name for our band. And that's when she stopped sending letters to your ex-stepsister. 
they're like, I don't prove need me to, wrong. I don't need to do this anymore. I've got a band now. I've got. I've got 40, I don't need you, Cleo. I've got forty hours of filming to do things for this fucking movie. <laughs> is it letters though, or is it letter to Cleo? Letters. It's oh, thank God. Close call. Oh my God, they're all dead. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, were they playing at Club Skunk? Yes. Have you ever heard of a more like Christian after-school special name for a bar, Club Skunk? Filled with all women, but not. First off, no club has the name club in their name. What about? Uh, they just the... have the name. It would just be called Skunk. It wouldn't be called Club Skunk. No, you're thinking of the new hipster restaurant, Skunk, but it's spelled with an umlaut over the skunk. skunk. <laughs> we all do right. pizza, but get this: the sauce is the crust. Oh, and the, it's kind and of the a cheese deconstructed pizza. So just like breadsticks. <laughs> okay, I have one question to ask you. Is so when you ble- wear black underwear, is it because uh-huh. you know you're going to have sex? Uh, no, 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 no. I don't want you to give you the wrong idea. I own black underwear because I want to have sex someday. Sometime. <laughs> Not necessarily today, or really anytime soon. But I know that I want to have it. Okay. That was the uh, explanation that Alex Mack gave Robin. when they're spying on uh, Save the Last Dance. She tells Robin, oh, black panties. It means she wants to have sex someday. I'm like, well, okay. I guess you got her again. <laughs> Even the most fundamentalist Christian teenager would be like, yes, I want to have sex one day. <laughs> You have accomplished nothing, Alex Back Mac. Alex Back. I really cannot talk. Yeah, it's hard. This is making great tape. I hope you enjoy editing this, and I'll see you in I, hell. I always do. Um, Guess it's your turn to edit this one. So, do you think how much of the sort of there's a pretty solid through line of misogyny in this movie? Like, it's. How much of that do you think comes from its its time, the nineteen? It's a mm-hmm. movie in nineteen ninety nine, and how much is sort of like a vestige of that it's uh, based on a Shakespearean uh, play where women literally were property. Like they're talking about mm-hmm. bidding for their affection and dowries and stuff like that. Right. Uh, and so, do you think that they can? Uh, like it's 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 definitely a 1999 movie where we can be like okay some like some of that and not that we forgive it but we kind of go like this is when this happened you know you kind of right. accept some of it for what it is but then does source material play into this do you think I mean I guess so I mean like it just it is based I mean it is it's called taming the shrew like <laughs> right it's already pretty dehumanizing I mean it is. I mean, it's probably, it's a, I have not read Taming of the Shrew, but it sounds like a kind of sexist play. Um, and this, I mean, sort of turns it on its ear a little bit. Uh, there were times where I was like, is the movie being sexist or is this character being sexist? Does right. that make sense? Like, right. Um, there's a lot of like PMS jokes and getting your panties in a twist, which, I, you know, some of those things are just like, well, this is the 90s. That was definitely happening when I went to high school in 1999. Panties were never more in a twist than in 1999. <laughs> Twisted panties. Yeah. An epidemic with our youth. Um, 
I'm so glad. But the movie. That no one's quoting what I said in 1999. Thank God social media didn't exist. Yeah. We'd be ruined. Yeah. We'd be canceled I'm, before we even got started. I'm not great now. I was worse then. Let's just say that. Uh, but I couldn't tell how the movie actually felt about Julia Stiles. Right. Um, I guess to its credit, she doesn't really go through a huge uh, change in the story. Right. So, I mean, everyone sort of changes kind of around her. Bit more. She does open up yeah. a little bit more, but I think everyone else... I'm, well, actually, does everyone else sort of realize she's a good person, or does she open up more? Well, we... I, she opens... I think we get... She we opens get, up to Heath Ledger, and that's about it. And to her sister, and to her dad. Like, I think that, like, the... the the little family and Heath Ledger and her like have a little bit more of a, a warming up of their relationship because mm-hmm. we also get like why she is the way she is. She's fiercely independent always, but especially when, since her mom has left, she's kind of like kind of frozen everybody out and she had a bad experience with cult, the leader. cult leader. Um, and so like she's, she kind of walled herself off and then gradually she's kind of coming out of that. I think that's, that makes sense. Like it's, it's a good character development movement and it's a good, it makes sense. Like the way that they play it out. Um, it, but it, a lot of times I got the feeling that the movie was like, ah, oh, yeah, they were feminist over here. Yeah. They were kind of like leaning she into just that. Calm down a little bit. It would be like the teacher keeps throwing her out of class. Yeah. Um, as sort of a running joke, I guess. But, I don't know. There was part of me that was like, but everyone else is actually being a dick and she's just asking questions and being interested in the class. And I know it was a running joke. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, there was parts that rubbed me the wrong way that it was just like the movie seemed exhausted by her less than the characters being exhausted by her. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if this is because this is what I want to think, but I feel like the movie is ultimately on the, the, you know, in the denouement when the the dad is like saying, Hey, listen, I'm trying to hold on to because you've you haven't needed me for a long time mm-hmm. and I'm trying to exert control just because I love you and I want to protect you, but you're fiercely independent in all these great things. And like I I feel like that's the movie's ultimate opinion on her. Right. But it, you can't just say that once, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it seems like you're also on the side of people shitting on her for being a quote unquote bitch or a heinous, heinous bitch. bitch, excuse me, quote unquote, quote, heinous quote, but no, I, I put too many quotes in there. <laughs> You've unquoted yourself by putting too many quotes. I can't do it. Only, only some mild homophobia for the, yeah. for, for a movie of this area. It, I put it, it out a good. two homophobia yeah. wise. We've got a Katie Lang reference because they were wondering if she was so difficult with men because maybe she's a lesbian, but Lesbians she's not women. a Katie Lang fan. Um, and we get a, uh, we're, it was a weird, this was a weird homophobic moment, lightly homophobic, just like a, a little sousson of homophobia. Little, uh, salt bay on top. Uh, at one time, um, Krumholtz and Joe Golev are talking to Andrew Keegan, co-leader. Mm. Um, no, no, no. They're talking to Heath Ledger, the Joker. Uh, and Krumholtz says, we're your guys. And then, uh, Joe Golev is like, but not like in a prison movie kind of way. I'm yeah. like, no one was thinking that but you. You're the homo in this <laughs> equation. Only the homo, uh, the homosexual will be so concerned that, hey, I don't want you to think just because we said guys in a collective fashion that we're all like sucking and fucking. We're just friends. Just want to make sure everyone's clear on that. There's a, I can't remember them specifically, but there was like a couple of not quite as, as uh, blatant as that, but there was a couple of moments like that. They were just kind of 
throwaway jokes that are a little, they were light, they were I mean, the same it, sort of light homophobia. Too much energy to even get upset. It's right. just like, <laughs> why are you being so weird about it? Yeah. Uh, which actually, in contrast to She's All That, who, which I thought was, I was actually surprised by how little like throwaway homophobic jokes there were in that. I don't think there were any. I, mm. I think even there is a reference to one character, Freddie Prinz asks if one character is gay, but it's, there's no like judgment to it. That's yeah. it. Um, that's the, that's a movie that came out the same year. So fucking come on, figure it out. Whatever the hell this movie was called. 10 <laughs> things I hate about you. Probably the most famous scene is, uh, Heath Ledger singing. I can't keep my eyes off of you uh-huh. by Frankie Valley and then four Stevens. Um, would you say it's can't take my eyes off you or can't take my eyes off of you? Off of you. Is it? Is there, am I wrong? No, I don't know. <laughs> What do you think, audience? <laughs> poll. We're going to put a poll up on Twitter. <laughs> we'll put a poll about this clear fact you can look up. <laughs> um, but I don't know. There was, I feel like that, it felt like a scene that was written before the rest of the script was written. It okay. was like it was like a scene for a ger- uh, generic romantic comedy, and then these characters sort of got populated in with their own quirks and like personalities. And I was like, "There's no." It's not like Heath Ledger's character is known for his not singing ever, or like right. being like, "I don't sing. That's for losers." And then, or in, in, and like it's not like portrayed that Julia Stiles loves Frankie Valley. It's just this scene that sort of happens, and I feel like it's telling me how romantic it is i'm like this has nothing to do with anything one time i got a rose from a guy an ex who was trying to get back together and i remember being like why did you send me this this means nothing to me it's not like we like you just sent me a rose because you've seen people send roses before it was just this weird moment that had nothing to do with us it was just like the idea of romance and that's how I felt about this scene. It just felt mm. like sort of, here, take it. The detention scene was also kind of a weird scene. There's a scene yeah. where Heath Ledger's in detention and Julia Stiles comes to, quote, break him out of detention. So she does this sort of, she really tries awkward. to distract the uh, the coach who's running detention by like saying, oh, because she's on the soccer team. She says, I just came up with a great plan for our next game against our big time rivals, Riverdale High. Uh, and, it ends with her like like trying to force his head to look at her instead of where Heath Ledger is like sneaking out the window and then she flashes her tits at him at mm. the end. It just seemed like gratuitous. Yeah. And to like you could just have a cute scene of them going on a riverboat. You added this weird like sort of hijinksy scene, which mm. isn't one, Julia Styles' strength. Right. Uh, and it just yeah. seems like really Asking a lot of anyone to have this sort of zany madcap scene just in the middle of nowhere out of apropos yeah. of nothing, it felt like. Yeah, I think And there were one after the other, so it just felt stupid. Right. Because that's why he was in detention. He was in detention because yeah. he was singing and uh apparently got arrested by the school police because there's nothing worse than someone running a PA at the stadium. Yeah, and I mean I kind of get the you know he would get thrown into detention for that but right. it was also like i feel like the school would just sort of let this happen he's just singing he's so handsome soccer pra- not a game soccer yeah. practice was going on and the band he got the band involved mm-hmm. it's obviously like a cute moment made Be them cool. a little bit of money <laughs> 
the band, listen, the boosters aren't what they used to be. <laughs> we need to get some money for this band. Ooh, that must be Nigel with the Brie. I really like that line. That was good. When they, they throw Bogey a party at someone else's house uh, without him knowing, and he's apparently having a night with his other future M- NBA friends, and he says, oh, that must be Nigel with the Brie. Uh, at that same party, Krumholtz gets a good line when he just goes, I'm thinking of getting a Tercel. <laughs> that was good. a good line. That was a good line. But then uh, that party scene ends with uh, you know Andrew Keegan being a dick to Alex Mack. Yeah. And that's like out of nowhere. She realizes how oh, he's a dick and she's just standing alone at the party. And she realizes that she should have been with Joseph. Gordon it has Levitt to be one time. of these two men. Right. And he was nice to me the whole time. <laughs> and it was just, it gave, it was, and then there was gets, a little bit of this in she's all that, I yeah. think. And it's just like, ugh, stop. When it gets into this gross, like, um, Joe is he's upset. Because mm-hmm. he was rejected, which is understandable, but he gets like, like he deserves her. He gets like kind of pissy with her and stuff, and like saying she's selfish and stuff like that. Which is like the movie uh, agrees with him. Yeah, like, the movie wrote her that way. She is yeah. manipulating him to get what she wants from Andrew yeah. Keegan because women are bitches. But it's also like, like she doesn't owe you. That you get to date her, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it and also, why do you want to date her anyway? She, if the if she's such a horrible yeah. person, yeah. Stop was, wanting this. Was a little bit like of that gross nice guy thing came yeah. out again. Also, with this uh, this party is uh, uh, so Julia Styles gets drunk and she's dancing on the table, uh, joylessly dancing on the table, <laughs> and uh, she knocks her head on the chandelier, and then. Uh, Heath Ledger like takes care of her, and then they have a nice moment where like he's kind of helping her uh, stay awake, and so, so rather than so, getting her medical attention, right? Because <laughs> he thinks she might have a concussion, and then they have a moment, and then she pukes, mm-hmm. and then he kind of helps her, and then she like wants to make out at the end, and he says no because she's drunk, but also she just fucking puked like five yeah. minutes ago. He may she's like one, he may not be a rapist, but he also just like ew, gross. That's gross. Brush, I would totally take advantage of your drunk brush your face. teeth. But brush your teeth first. I did like that party also because that is one of my favorite things that I've seen in movies and in real life where guys uh, put their arms around girls' necks, like as they're <laughs> casually walking. I'm like, that looks uncomfortable, and it makes her look like she's not allowed to leave. <laughs> like, you know that where you put her neck in the crook yeah. of your arm? Uh-huh. Ugh. It, oh, every time I see it, I'm like... I used to do Let my, her leave. Blink my, twice if you can leave of your own free will. My movie used to be a half Nelson. Just like <laughs> hook them in. I call yeah. it. They call it. Oh, DJ's got her hooked. That's what they used to Works say. Works every time. Those people who are just sort of leaning against a wall uh, and watching you watching date people. That are really weirdly <laughs> invested in my own my love life instead of their own. You know, high school. Yeah. Just standard. Is that all your things? You got more things? I think I got one last thing where I was complaining that Julia Stiles is drawing now. At the, in the last scene, she's suddenly into drawing. I'm like, we already gave her a hobby. She likes to play guitar. Just put a fucking guitar in her hand. She has an array of interests. That eye, though, you got to look at what she was drawing. It looked like shit. Well, maybe she was just doodling. She was sitting on the porch doodling actively? Yeah. You don't actively doodle. You doodle when you're doing something else. Listen. Do you hear that? <laughs> That's the sound of me not having a point. I don't know. You ready to go to the verdict? Yeah, sure. All right, here we go. Verdict. Verdict. <laughs> 
Damon Tendapapapal, what is your verdict? I'm really on the fence on this one. I think your inner child is an idiot. Whoa. I think this movie has a lot of good points. And maybe it would have helped if we hadn't watched She's All That, which is actually good and funny and has many people who are, I don't know. I think this movie suffered a lot from a lot of people who are not comic actors. Yeah. Larissa Alnack is a little, Larissa, I mean, I hate to do this because it's the two female leads, but Plus it's Julia Stiles and Larissa Alnack. You know. And I was so attracted to her as a child. Um, but they're both... Not the best. I mean, they're not the best comic actresses. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. I just didn't like. No th- one else. There were a lot of scenes where I thought that the movie thought it was being clever, and it was just sort of like it would drag in scenes where it felt like it was supposed to be really like quippy and like you know, yeah, you know, uh, Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles sort of sniping at each other, and it would just sort of drag. And I don't know, it just, there was a lot of generic style stuff, like the detention scene and the singing scene, where I'm like, I feel like she's all that and mastered this a lot better of the, you know, high school people making bets to date other people genre of movies. That came out in 1999. (laughs) I also think those quippy, there was like some quippy sections with like uh, the sisters, with Kat and Bianca, with, with Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles, and they were written really poorly. Like it wasn't just that the actors weren't it was that the actors weren't always landing all their punches but also like what like uh, yeah some, no. some of her quips some of her things were like oh you must be from planet look at me like that line <laughs> is like what that's it almost li- felt like placeholder lines that's like no those are that's like really what a real argument between sisters sure. would be which is like okay are we're all of a sudden we're going for realism <laughs> you know what i mean i just watched dave crumholtz drive off a cliff yeah. in a moped <laughs> but now we're going to be hyper realistic with our sisters arguing with each just other just write something better just yeah i guess I, I was not sure like where i mean the taming of the shrew i mean it's already like a high concept idea of all these people pretending to be other people all these people pretending to be interested in other people so like sort of lean into it and be a little bit more zany which i think she's all that kind of does um or you know don't be so zany but i felt like it was in this weird place where i wasn't rarely laughing in this movie yeah and a lot of times wondering well, no, I knew exactly what was going to happen. I was like, when does Julia Stiles find out? Just yeah, let right, me know when right. she finds out. Not that it was bad. I mean, if you have good memories of this movie, I'm sure good for you. But this isn't that great of a movie. We're about to literally go watch you have a fist fight with Lauren about this. I so. can't wait. I can't wait. Um, yeah, I mean, Allison Janney and Larry Miller have 99% of the laughs. Yeah, Crumholtz. Uh, give, I'll give Crumholtz five, five to ten percent on his own. He did some stunts. He almost <laughs> died. Uh, my verdict would be: since you asked, uh, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm already packing my bag. <laughs> slightly on the other side, I'm going to say your inner child is not an idiot. Well, barely. Uh-huh. This definitely wasn't as good as the last one we watched. As she's all that, but uh, it was charming enough. It was fine enough. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think if you already carried good memories into this, you'd be like, yep, that's exactly what I remembered. But I, I don't know. I don't know if it deserves such allegiance or anything, but you got, you got some Alice and Janney. So 
You got some Allison Janney and some... Larry Miller. G- go fuck yourself. You got some Chill, that guy named Chill. You got a shitload of letters to Cleo. Oh, so more than you thought you wanted. <laughs> what do you think, everybody? Email us. You're in a child's idiot at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to talk about that or what the next thing is you want us to cover, 615-576-0525. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. You can find us on all the social media, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram <laughs> and all that. Uh, you can find Damon's comic, TrufordComic.com. Uh, you can. You can find it. You can find my new band at uh, city. And uh, we want to thank our patrons. Um, if you want to become a patron of the show, <laughs> patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. want to thank our current patrons, including Jacob Grimm, Brandon Hardy, Christina in Brooklyn. His honor, the mayor. Jeremy Powlin. King of Dreamland. King of Dreamland. Joshua Nicholson. Karen Kurd. Larissa Maestro. Dan McIntyre. Ghosts in the Burbs. And Jonathan Day. Thank you guys very much. You're helping us continue to make the show. If you want to become a patron, patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. I want you to sing your favorite Letters to Cleo song that you know. Oh, thank you. you And that's I've got letters. I need to get a postman today. It's Sunday, but I gotta get these letters. They're addressed to please.